Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. In today's episode, I want to talk about the top five things I've learned over the last five years of being an entrepreneur. If you've been following our Twiz journey for a while, you've seen our growth and you've also seen some failures we've had and anything that would constitute the entrepreneurial journey, we've been there. We've done that at this point. And it's an important threshold because a lot of businesses don't cross that five-year mark. And I feel very personally proud of our team seeing the growth that we've had over the last five years. And seeing that we've been able to bounce back from failures and things that have been really difficult to go through, uh, either they're poor business decisions or a pandemic or a recession, multiple recessions. It's been a really tough five years, but it's also been really exhilarating. And so I want to go through the five lessons that I've learned to date that I think are the most important. And I can also say that these lessons were drawn from doing over 200 interviews of people on our podcast since 2021, July 2021, when we started the podcast and interviewing all these people, learning from them, learning from these agency owners, a lot of them doing over a million dollars in revenue and hearing how they've been able to grow and scale. Some of my favorite lessons were from some of the biggest agencies we've talked to, for example, companies like Scorpion or companies like Hawk Ventures or you know these businesses that have been able to grow really quickly and been able to provide a lot of value to the marketplace through their marketing agencies and SaaS companies. And so, you know, I want to go through each one of these today. And again, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. We're learning so much every single day, and we hope we can share, continue to share these lessons with you as we continue growing. So the first thing that I've learned is that fast growth at all costs is mostly only sustainable with financing. So you hear this a lot in the startup world. You hear people say, you got to grow fast. You got to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And the problem with this is that they typically are financed. Now, this is not always the case, but a lot of times they are. You do see examples of bootstrap companies that are able to just keep growing and growing and growing and growing. But especially with agencies, it can be dangerous to keep growing extremely fast at all costs. And I'll tell you why. It's mainly because when you're growing really quickly, you tend to have an impaired view of your business and you start to make impulsive decisions. And as an already impulsive person, I found that this is very dangerous as you grow and scale. And so for me, I tried to change the way I think about this by focusing more on doing the right thing in the right way at the right time, as opposed to just growing fast and fast and fast. Typically, if you want to sustain really quick growth, and you just want to put the pedal to metal and just grow, grow really quickly, you do need some sort of outside financing, raise money, get angel investment, whatever that is. You typically need to dilute yourself a little bit or take out loans to achieve this at scale. Now, again, if you do the right thing, though, in the right order, and you don't just make your frame of reference, I need to grow super quickly no matter what, then you will be able to hit fast growth just by having the snowball effect where it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And eventually it exponentially hits this point where it just gets really, really large and it grows and it goes really fast and you can grow really quickly. That's the first thing though, is that don't have a grow fast at all cost mentality unless you're able to sustain it and cover up mistakes with cash, right? If you don't have that, it's gonna be very difficult. The second thing is that you should only exit your core business function if you can, if it can grow really quickly without you. And this is a big one because 
I thought that as long as the company can survive without me, that it was great, that it was doing good. And I learned this from a mistake I made back in May 2021, which, you know, hindsight is 2020. And I think it was a mistake because we had hit our highest growth ever. We hit $200,000 in sales in a month. And I took that time and I said, hey, I'm going to take a management exit. I'm going to go focus on building software. It's something I've always wanted to do. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but it's something I always wanted to do. And so I went and I did that thing. But when I did that thing, the business basically plateaued at around $150,000 to $160,000 per month for about a year. And while that might be good for a lot of people, it isn't good if I'm looking at it in terms of how can I have an asset that continues to grow and scale over time. What you need to do if you're going to exit out of your a management function in your business is you need to make sure the function can still grow without you, not just survive, right? Not just be plateaued, but can it grow 10, 20, 30% plus per year? That's effective management leadership. And it wasn't that the people on my team were bad. It was that I didn't build a system that allowed them to continue growing the business with me taking maybe 30-minute meetings a week, and that's it with them, because that's all I was doing. I was meeting with them for about 30 minutes a week. I wasn't really doing a lot. I was focusing on this this new project, which ended up doing well, but the thing is, it, it did come at a cost to the growth of our business. Now, the third thing that we learned was that we should wait, and particularly myself, was to, I should wait twice as long to make decisions to change things that are already working well, but may not be working with an extremely fast growth rate. So for example, in that previous, you know, May 2021 example, things had kind of slowed down a little. We hit our peak growth month and it would have probably kept growing, but we kind of hit a little bit of a plateau even then. And I immediately thought, all right, now's a great time to move out. I'm getting kind of bored. I want to focus on this other thing, this shiny object, instead of, you know, like I said earlier, setting up that transition period. But This is something that happens to me a lot in business because I do, I guess I have been diagnosed with ADD, so I do have that going for me. And the thing is, I do tend to be pretty, pretty impulsive. And so because of that, it's not always easy for me to stay focused on something that doesn't seem very exciting, right? And so now what I have to do all the time is think, okay, how can I keep this thing running? Look, it might not be growing 50%, 100% at this time, but it's working. So let's stay focused for a bit longer just to keep this thing going and set the right management up in place. So it's doubling the time you think it's going to take to transition something. So if you're running a campaign and maybe it's working, but it's not working phenomenally well, instead of saying, all right, time to change, unless it's an existential crisis, and I actually have to change it. I usually think, all right, let's double the amount of time it's going to take to run this campaign, this experiment. And let's see what happens after, you know, running this for a little bit longer uh, let's let's keep it going and, and collect more data before making a decision, because then that allows you to make sounder decisions and grow at a faster rate eventually, because at the very least, you won't miss out on things that could have worked if you just given it a little bit more time. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to scale.twiz.io to get your free lead scripts today. 
That's scale.twiz.io. Scale, S-C-A-L-E dot twiz dot I-O. Now back to the show. The fourth thing is that founders primarily are the number one profit center and growth engine for businesses, especially agencies doing less than $10 million per year. This is something that I kind of had an insight on after seeing a lot of businesses in my network previously do it for, to doing the podcast. I kind of saw that the founders were the main growth biz, uh, engine of the businesses, but it really became honed in for me uh, when I started to interview all these other agencies. And I realized that the fastest growing brands, the ones that did it right, that had great products, that had phenomenal reviews, were the ones that were typically founder-led up until about $10 million in revenue. After that point, it was still very important, but after $10 million in revenue per year, you can pay for other people to come in and start building the business because you have enough cash flow typically to incentivize them to keep growing and scaling the business. So what I would say, if you are thinking about taking a management exit, it is very important within your agency that you really consider the opportunity cost. Because if you are going to take a step back, you most likely will not grow as quickly as you would if you were involved. So if your goal is to make massive profit, to become a millionaire really quickly, which Again, I think I would maybe hesitate on the quickly part, but you want to become a millionaire, then I would say focus on scaling your agency or business up to about $10 million in revenue. After that point, you can find people to come in and run the business for you. It won't grow as quickly still even then, but you can at least incentivize them to grow faster than you would if you were to try to find people to come in at less than $10 million in revenue. So that's my take on essentially finding a profit center in your business, which usually is the founders, the co-founders of the business, they have the most incentive. And it's hard to carve out incentive packages for people sub $10 million a year in revenue that are willing to go the extra mile and really crush it for you. You could have great team culture and all these things, but people really want to feel like something's their own and they want to have a big piece of the pie. Unless you're able to compensate them with equity, which is one way to do this. If you're willing to part with that, you can compensate them with equity. But then at that point, they're almost like an owner of the business. So you could say this uh, fourth point is really founders and owners are the best growth profit centers for agencies less than $10 million per year. If it's not that, you're not compensating them with equity or, or some sort of ownership, then it needs to be cash. And usually you don't have enough of it until you're past $10 million in revenue to actually get them motivated enough to just crush it for you. So that's how I would think of that. And the last piece is that product is everything, right? It's everything because product generates virality through referrals, right? And that is the most important thing for any service business. Why? Because it gives you a competitive edge in the market. And the coolest thing about service companies is if you can go viral with them, you have an extremely good competitive advantage because so few service companies actually have a really strong viral coefficient or a K factor. Usually they rely on the occasional referral every now and then, but they don't have a viral mechanism set up in their business to actually grow things at a really quick rate. And that is damaging for a lot of companies. It makes it very difficult for them to grow and scale fast. And mainly this is an acute problem with service businesses. So focus on the product, make the product phenomenal, but most importantly, find a way to get people so happy with the product very quickly. So think instant gratification. People are very likely to give referrals instantly if you can make their experience amazing right from the beginning. See if you can get them to give you a testimonial and give you five referrals right off the bat. If you can induce virality, if you can induce it, if you can create a viral mechanism, a viral structure within your business, you're gonna grow so much faster than if you were to just rely on the occasional referral after about six months of working with a client or something like that. You need a viral mechanism that grows really quickly. I'll give you an example. I actually have a, an episode of this podcast coming out soon 
Andrew Gazdecki. He just had a company that was valued $100 million called MicroQuire. They just rebranded to acquire.com. You might have seen him online. He's a really cool guy, but he had a previous business called Business Apps. And one of the cool things he told me on this interview is that he had his first viral growth spurt within his software company when he realized that agencies would white label his product. And when he realized this, he suddenly found himself getting hundreds or thousands of agencies using his product to thousands of, of their clients, right? And that moment of induced virality is something they didn't have to spend marketing dollars on and they had enormous profit, right? And that's what you want to find is how can you make something that goes viral in your network? And then how can you compound that virality by making it go viral with content through inbound marketing, other sorts of means, because that just kind of throws, you know, fuel on the fire. But the first step will be, how can I make this go viral in my network and get people in my network to share this with as many people as possible? So everybody, I hope this has been a helpful episode. Again, I've learned a lot over the last five years, since 2018, since launching this business, I've learned a lot from you and from all the wonderful insights I've gotten from the community. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me, for our business, and for all these people. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you ever have any questions or want to contact me, feel free to reach out at lucasadtwiz.io. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. If you have any topics you want me to discuss, or even if you have a business that does over a million dollars in revenue, it's an agency that you want to have on the show, feel free to email me. I'm happy to include you. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Until next time, bye.